Hello and welcome to the Confessions of a Car Cleaner podcast. My name is Alex Rigicescu and today we're going to be answering questions from listeners of the of this podcast. And if you want to submit your own question and and it and it's in regards of some sort of cleaning um, issue or any any sort of issue that you have with your car that's not mechanically related you can do so by um, emailing um, sending me an email uh, my email address is alex a l e x at cleanmycar.ca so you can submit your question there and we'll make sure we answer it uh, during the next podcast episode so first question for today comes from Dave and Dave uh, is asking can you put a convertible through an automatic car wash and just to give a little bit more context to this to this question Dave is Dave owns a um, recent model uh, uh, Mercedes convertible I believe it's a either a 2019 or a 2020 I don't remember exactly but very very recent like a two-year-old car and he wants to um, every once in a while to get it uh, you know just sort of rinsed and, and quickly washed at the local um, car wash which just happens to be an automatic car wash and for his convenience because he doesn't want to wait in lines at the um, you know the, the hand car wash place and so he's asking is it safe to do so so uh, it, it's very important to make the distinction between uh, the kind of convertible this car is um, you know in comparison with other kinds of convertible this is a soft top uh, convertible so it's got the canvas top uh, because there's there are also uh, the um, hard top convertibles on the market like the Mercedes um, I think it's the Mercedes SL the Mercedes SLK and there's various cars actually there's there's more than just that that was those those was the those i'm sorry those were the ones which started the trend but now there's like a ton of um, hard top convertibles on the market but this one in particular it's a soft top convertible and uh, i made the distinction between a soft top convertible it's a different animal than a hard top convertible a hard top convertible almost behaves almost like a um, like a non-convertible like a non-convertible kind of kind of automobile with a uh, you know with a uh, fixed top uh, because they've gotten to the point where the technology technology advanced so much that they make them so 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 tight and and, and well put together that it's almost a non-convertible from a uh, behavior uh, standpoint but a soft top convertible that's a whole different car and um, let's start by saying this um, there is no the best no let's put it this way the best cleaning that you can get is the one done by a human being with a sponge or a wash mitt who literally uses their hands to clean 
your car, be it the exterior or being the interior of the car. That's because, and I'm talking about a, a properly trained human being, not just any human being that just grabbed the sponge and went to town with it. Uh, a properly trained uh, uh, car wash uh, technician who knows what he's doing and that's the best cleaning in terms of results that you can possibly get and that's because of its thoroughness and here's a distinction between that and what you're getting from an automated type of car wash so there's two types of automated type of two types of uh, automated car washes is the one uh, that sort of the one sort of called the tunnel car wash uh, which has got the brushes, the, the rotating brushes on the sides, and it's like a long tunnel where they put you on a, this sort of conveyor belt and your car just moves along this tunnel and all sorts of brushes come from the sides and the top and they have these long cloth strips dangling down from the ceiling which sort of quote-unquote massage the soap onto your car and, you know, do... They try, they try to do a very uh, thorough cleaning, and that's one kind of uh, automated car wash. And then there's the, uh, the the so-called touchless car wash, which uses no brushes whatsoever. It just uses a a, a hard, a strong spray of water and chemicals to get your car as clean a combination of the the two to get your car as clean as possible and so um, the reason I mentioned that the most thorough clean that you can possibly get for your car is the one given by a human hand is because of the fact that uh, dirt uh, sticks to the surface of the car and the best way to remove it is by contact so having a, a, a sponge in contact with the paint of your car and have it um, have it uh, uh, pushed along um, the the surface of your car and that breaks the bond between the dirt film and your car and then removes the dirt film so uh, that's it's sometimes referred to as a contact wash and that's the most effective to do that's why rain doesn't really wash your car because the 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 film the dirt film which is mostly oil based sticks to the surface of your car and just running water uh water I'm sorry just running water on it just spraying it off with water be it rain or a hose it doesn't clean it doesn't remove it it needs to be physically removed by something that's um uh s pretty much scrubbing the surface that needs to be cleaned. And so the, the, the two types of automatic car washes try to compensate for the lack of, um, uh, of contact by using various tactics. So the first one, the, the so-called tunnel car wash, which uses the brushes, some of them are really sophisticated and they use um, uh, different kind of brushes that come and, and they, they, they hit the car, the surface of the car 
at different angles and um, they they uh, lean over and then they they rotate and then there's the strips that move side to side and up and down and what they do is they they trying to simulate the the action done by a human hand uh, cleaning that that particular vehicle and they are somewhat successful but because of the um, you know mechanical limitations they're not as thorough because no matter how I guess it's it's some sort of perhaps it's because I'm not sure of this why don't they make them because this probably the technology exists but why don't they make them more complex than that to achieve better results I would imagine is a question of perhaps uh, perhaps cost it would cost too much to make a uh, uh, such a sophisticated car wash and it would not justify the cost by how much you can charge people to to you know to to get it that perfectly quote-unquote clean and so uh, they do and some of them it depends how well maintained they are uh, some of them are not maintained at all they, they just run uh, and and um, the owners expect them to do a good job without pretty much any kind of maintenance uh, those brushes and those cloth strips need to be replaced because they wear down and they get dirty they pick up dirt from the vehicles that they that they touch and they, they need to be rinsed uh, down and they need to be replaced when they wear down and all that stuff and and some of the people some of the owners and operators of these car washes do a better job than others uh, some don't do uh, do a terrible some actually do a terrible job at it but the thing is they're the, the bottom line is that they're not quite that thorough so they do a good job uh, some of them um, they do try to compensate for the lack of contact by using stronger chemicals and those can that, that you would need to use at a hand car wash um, and and those chemicals um, can negatively affect the soft top on an automatic car wash on a, I'm sorry <laughs> on an uh, on an on a convertible um, car the soft the soft top the canvas top also the brushes uh, they can be some of them they could be uh, quite aggressive when they slam against the car and they can cause depending if they whatever dirt they have um, uh, uh, entangling within those bristles they can actually cause damage to the um, uh, soft top so and then there's the other kind of uh, automatic car wash the touchless car wash uh, I don't know out of the two which one could be the most damaging I think no one may ever made a, um, a, a study with this and no one ever will uh, probably um, these ones also try to compensate for the lack of contact with the actual surface of the car by using very 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 uh, strong chemicals and sometimes quite strong uh, streams of water so the combination of the two on a soft convertible top uh, could lead 
perhaps over time or perhaps depending because the not two car washes are the same they're not set up the same uh, perhaps out of the first uh, pass through uh, could lead to expensive damage to the soft top so for these reasons uh, my recommendation is if you have a soft top convertible um, do not use um, a automated car wash unless you fully understand the risks and more importantly you are okay with the risks okay uh, next question next question comes from let me take a look at my notes here next question comes from Sarah and I'm not sure what kind of car um, does Sarah have um, it is a uh, very recent um, model car uh, okay I believe it's a I think it's a Range Rover yes and, uh, and Sarah's question is do modern cars need to be waxed okay very good question Sarah um, well the answer is they do not need to be waxed but it helps and is beneficial for the car if they do and that's in the same along the same lines with uh, you know does a car need to be cleaned well uh, or washed let's just say washed for the exterior well no the car is not gonna stop working if you don't wash it it's still gonna work you still can drive it it's gonna look like crap though and it's unlikely you're gonna it's gonna make you proud it's gonna give you any pride of ownership by looking at it if it's dirty uh, and so and so modern cars do not need to be waxed and then and and, I, and I'm saying this in the context if we if we refer to wax in the traditional terms so uh, if wax the 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 wax the chemical the 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 wax as it it is known today came out on the market not sure what what year but but long long time ago when when cars didn't have a clear coat so cars were only spray painted with a color coat and they didn't have any protective coating on it the protective coating came out um, was introduced a lot later in the I believe 1980s or so and it's it's called a clear coat because it's clear it's see-through and it's a layer it's sometimes it's water-based sometimes it's it's chemical based or oil based I'm not I'm not entirely sure of that because different manufacturers use different formulations uh, but it is meant to be a protection coat and a sacrificial coat for the color coat underneath so to give an idea of this uh, how strong this color quote-unquote strong this this clear coat is 
if you ever held in your hand a, a pack of cigarettes or a deck of cards um, unopened, the, the, the plastic film that wraps it, that's about the thickness of the clear coat on your car. So the thickness of the also, uh, for comparison, is, is thinner than, the, um, than a human hair, than a strain of human hair. It's thinner than that, or about the it's just about the same thickness. So it's very, very thin, but it's not meant to is not meant to last forever, but it's meant to last for a few good years because uh the the uh, period of car ownership has dropped dramatically during the, the last decades and people keep their cars less and less and they they swap them um, and replace them often every couple of years or so so then the clear coat is not meant to last forever but just a few good years and keep the um, protect the color coat the one that gives the color of your car underneath in in good shape and so the the wax um, the traditional wax uh, came out on the market way, 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 many, many, many decades before the clear coat. And the reason that it came out on the market was that the, the color coat was on the car under the exposure of elements such as sun, rain, uh, you know, wind and all that stuff uh, would oxidize. And by oxidizing, it would fade. So a car that was originally a bright red, it would turn over time and it would not take a long time. It, depending if you were in Arizona or if you were in Vermont, in Arizona, it would take a lot faster than if you were in a different climate or maybe in the Pacific Northwest where it's raining uh, a lot of times of the year and there's not a lot of sun. Uh, it would take a lot longer, but in Arizona, it would only take a few months for that to happen. And you would end up from a bright red, uh, beautiful car automobile. You would end up with a uh, uh, faded pinkish mess, which would not resemble uh, the car you once had. And so waxes were brought on the market to fix this problem and then what they would do uh, it would they would work in in Tuesday so there was this this uh, one wax one kind of wax that it would only be uh, used as a protectant so you would put it as a coat uh, uh, a layer a layer that's the better word a layer onto the paint of your car and you would protect the color coat you would you'd see through it would be invisible to see it would make it shiny and would protect the color coat underneath from the harmful uh, action of the uh, sun rays and then from brain and then all the elements for a short while uh, you, you could the short while depending on the the manufacturer of the wax and the kind of elements the car would be in and how much it would stay outside it would be could be for as short as two weeks for two as long as a couple of months that would be one kind of wax and then there was also the one called the cleaner wax which would also have a little bit of an abrasive component on it like a bit of a, a bit of a polish and and people would use 
that for cars that had already faded a little bit to a point so they would use that kind of like um, a spa uh, or a dermatologist would use a skin exfoliating product just to remove the dead skin before um, dead skin cells before applying a uh, protective lotion and so the cleaner wax would sort of polish off and remove the oxidated uh, layer of paint removing the uh, bright shiny paint underneath and then it would leave behind the layer of protection so that was uh, why the uh, car wax came on the market and so with the um, introduction of the clear coat which took on the role of um, protecting the color coat underneath uh, the waxes sort of became uh, obsolete but not quite because the clear coat itself is not perfect the clear coat it's it is not an uh, unbreakable indestructible uh, barrier that lives on forever protecting the paint that that it's been um, layered on it's it's a sacrificial ba barrier um, to protect that paint underneath and by a sacrificial barrier it means it's subject to the oxidation it is not because it's a see-through layer it is not as obvious as it is with the color layer but it still does happen and uh, you might have noticed if you look around you look at an older car it sort of looks a bit dull a new car looks bright and shiny that's what attracts you uh, to it but an older car looks a bit dull is now you put them side by side and you can tell which one's new which one's old and that because the clear coat oxidizes over time and so um, if you want to keep your car in the best possible condition even if you're in the habit of uh, of um, changing cars every few years or so but most importantly if you own your cars and you want to get um, the best return um, when you're reselling it or when you're trading it in but you can you want to get the top dollar for it uh, I would recommend that you wax it or have it waxed or on a regular basis now there are wax is a pretty generic term um, there are today on the market uh, many many alternative to waxes so besides the traditional wax that was initially originally made and is still made uh, from the um, from the leaves of a every every of a it's palm tree it's called a carnuba carnuba wax and it's it's made out of the coating that coats the leaves out of a of a palm tree um, aside from that original type of wax there are now a lot of man-made 
uh, type of um, sealants, let's call them sealants, on the market, which do exactly the same thing, which ex with exactly the same uh, results, and last a lot longer than uh, the traditional waxes. And they're, they're, they're also on the market, and they've, and they've gained a lot of momentum during the past few years, the, the newly, sort of newly, because they've been on the market for a longer time, but uh, people didn't know about them until recently, uh, the new ceramic coatings, which are uh, a longer term protection for the clear coat of your car. They last not a couple of months like sealants do, like paint sealants do, but they last uh, a year or two or maybe longer, depending on how you have your car maintained. So yes, my recommendation is it doesn't matter how... Um, uh, recent your car is I know that some car salesmen use this argument when they're trying to uh, to sell a car to a customer and I know it because uh, I've been told that when 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 going to to buy a car and cl clients of mine have been told that um, some car salesmen I don't know why they do that what's in it for them uh, how do they see that as a selling point? I'm not sure. Uh, but they say that, uh, oh, you know, by the way, this is great because you, you're never going to need to wax your car because it's got this miraculous thing on it um, uh, called a clear coat. So they presented this as this technological miracle to the, uh, to the customer. Uh, again, I have no idea why. And how does that help with the selling process? But if you've been told that by the people who, who sold you your car, uh, yes, it is true. Your car does not need to be waxed. However, is it very, very beneficial to have the paint either waxed on a regular basis or sealed or even better if you're willing to invest a little bit more money and I'm... But, keyword here is invest because it is something that's going to yield you a return on your investment when you sell your car or when you trade it in uh, a ceramic coating is an even better alternative okay uh, and the last question for today is let's see here and it comes from Christine and Christine is asking I have a humid smell in my car what can I do about it okay Christine very good question um, now Christine uh, lives in my area and so the Pacific Northwest where it rains a lot so I'm just gonna get a sip of water where it rains a lot throughout the year and so um, from what I understand she's not sure uh, how the car got that got that smell she doesn't remember 
uh, leaving any any windows open during the rain because that's one way where when when the interior of cars get could get wet. Uh, she doesn't remember ever doing that, so that's not a possibility here. Um, and so, what the smell is there? So she's trying to get. She wants to know how to deal with it. And so, the it, it is it is very very common where I live. Because and a lot of times is I see this with car that gets used a lot, like where people. And not one person, multiple people, like a family, a family of three or four or five, are in and out of the car during the typical day a lot of times. And because the rainy season lasts from anywhere from September to next year in June, uh, so for many, many months... Um, there's a lot of water that could get in the car and humidity they could get in the car during this time There's a lot of it is from when we open the door and it's raining the rain itself the wind can bring it into the car it's the water that we bring in on our clothes it's the water that we bring in with our shoes and it's it sits on the upholstery and gets absorbed in the upholstery be it leather doesn't matter being fabric on the seats and it gets absorbs, absorbed in the uh, carpet on the floor. And so with that, my, that, that much moisture in a, in a car um, being trapped inside for long periods of time without the opportunity to dry out because the sun's not out for many, many months and it doesn't get warm. So that it doesn't and moisture is constantly introduced in this environment. What happens is um, a lot of times uh, at a superficial level, uh, so it's not, a, it's not very, very obvious, mold starts to form. Mold and, 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 and mildew starts to form. And so the smell comes a lot of times from that. So... The way to deal with this is it's you don't you, you you just lock up your car you don't use it anymore and that's that you just travel by bus. In no that's not my advice I'm actually kidding I don't I don't know if that was funny or not uh, but no that's not you should use your car as much as you need it because that's what you got it for get most use out of it. It's a tool that's supposed to make your life better, so use it. Uh, but if you do get the same problem as Christine, and your car st start, smells, start to smell humid, then uh, you can do the following. Uh, first of all, you need to uh, get it cleaned. Because if you, when you get it cleaned, you, you remove whatever you know the surface layer of any mold or or any mildew that might be on the seats on the dashboard on the door panels anything at a superficial level it doesn't have to be visible mold spores don't have to be like the you know the fuzzy white little patches uh on it then that's if you see that then it's already you know way way late into the whole process you don't want to wait until you see that uh and so you want to do that thoroughly have it cleaned 
if you want to do it yourself it's pretty labor-intensive work I recommend using a professional so that's the first step second step is to have your uh, carpets uh, shampooed shampooing goes um, at a deeper level than vacuuming and actually removes uh, embedded dirt and embedded uh, moisture and embedded residue from deep within the the fibers of the car and the 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 second thing you want to do after or the third clean thing you want to do after cleaning and shampooing the the whole entire interior um, what you want to do is um, have an ozone shock treatment done to your car so what the ozone shock treatment does and we do it um, at clean my car we do that on a on a very very frequent basis and I recommend you have the, that done it does two things uh, one it kills any bacteria mold spores uh, fungi uh, parasites any living microorganism that might be residing inside your car it just kills them dead done um, of course it has to be used by a professional somebody who knows what they're doing because two things uh, if left in the car for too long the machine that does the that produces the ozone it could actually produce too much ozone and ozone is harmful for plastics and metal it oxidizes them so you could destroy pretty much the interior of your car if left in there for too long and secondly because it's it kills other other living creatures is also uh, harmful for humans and so you don't want to use it by yourself because you don't know what precautions to take you should never enter your car or be within the close vicinity of your car while you're using that because you don't want to breathe the that in because it's really really harmful and you could be seriously hurt and end up in the hospital or even worse so use a professional for that don't do it yourself that's my advice and uh, if you've done that that should have taken care of probably I'd say 90% of the problem if you want to be extra 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 sure and in in some cases where there's been an obvious leak of water in the car so you you've left your your windows open and, and rain got in or you know the weather seals around the doors didn't work well and water got in or your car got maybe maybe stored for for that's the situation with a client of mine they got stored for many many months at a time outside and mold actually you know developed in it, inside of it uh, the last step you want to do you want to thoroughly dry the interior uh, and and for that you can uh, you can use an air mover that that's something you can do yourself that's a tool that you you could rent from any big box place like any tool rental place Home Depot uh, rents them out and any tool rental place pretty much it looks like a big fan with a with a um, tube not a tube like a funnel at the end which directs it's got a fan inside of it like this big propeller and a, and a, and a, and a, 
uh, a mouth, a wide mouth, which you can direct whichever way you you want the air to go. And then if an area of your car it's wetter than the the rest of it, you can use that air mover, air blower, to dry out uh, that particular area, and that should pretty much uh, take care of the problem if you have the same problem as Christine does and so this concludes our episode for today thank you so much for listening I really appreciate you I appreciate your time I appreciate you being here if you have a question for me that relates to an issue that you have with your car and it's a car cleaning issue or anything not mechanically related um, please do ask your question by sending an email to uh, alex a-l-e-x at cleanmycar.ca and i will answer your question during the next episode thank you we'll get together on the next one